0: So haven't you worried the final
1: barrier <laughs> <laughs>
0: RC Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Nick. This is episode number 244 and a quarter.
1: 43 and a half. Four, technically, I think you're right. 43 and three quarters. Okay, ish. we'll do 43 and three quarters. Okay. And seven eighths. So, guys, this
0: is going to be a little bit different. It's just me and Justin. Uh, unfortunately, Thursday night, when we normally do our recordings, Um, My local area had a massive hardware internet failure, and so we sat there for hours waiting for the internet gods to give us service back, and it did not happen. So unfortunately, we could not record a normal episode. Now, what we had planned for that, um, obviously, Justin's here with me now. We really wanted to hear about your Urcha trip, Justin, but I'm going to cut you off. It's okay. I'm going to make you wait another week. I know that's kind of blue ballish,
1: but, you know. But uh, we're going to talk about a fun fly, right? A,
0: the. Uh, how about the? Yes. Yes, that's right. The fun fly. So what we're going to do instead of doing a normal episode, we've had a lot of questions popping up lately now that we are, you know, getting in that month range from RC helling Nation four, fun fly. Um, Justin and I thought that, Since we couldn't get a regular episode out this week, we would dedicate uh, a short little bit of time here just to talking about the fun fly, going over the details, going over pretty much everything that is RCHN4. So no news, no nothing. Uh, We will be back to our regular scheduled programming next week. But if you are considering it or on your way,
1: then this is the episode for you. And if you weren't considering it, then when you're done listening, just go and book the flight.
0: Yeah, you got to make it happen. I promise, promise, promise. I I would almost be willing to bet the pink slip on all of my gablins that not one person went out of our fun fly bum that they showed up.
1: Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Justin, I- I'm just going to go down a list here. First, let's talk about... When is the fun fly? When does it actually start? Technically start, end, and then when am I allowed to show up? Okay, so
1: the fun fly starts September 15th, which is a Thursday. We will be officially open for business at 9 a.m. at the registration tent, and then it runs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can pretty much leave anytime you want on Sunday. Last year, we had people there until probably, I want to say, 4 or 5. But uh, if you want to stay the entire afternoon and even into the evening, that's not a problem. As long as you are out of there by first thing the following morning, which is Monday, uh, then you're good to go. Now, in terms of when you can get there. So this is always a trick with fun flies, especially with those guys that want RVs, right? Or, or bringing RVs or campers. For the record, little aside, you can bring an RV or a camper or a fifth wheel or whatever you want to call it. We've got tons of room. I'm going to be there Tuesday night setting up all Wednesday. Realistically, the setup will be pretty much done by mid-Wednesday. So if people want to start rolling in to get good spots on RVs by Wednesday afternoon, then that's perfectly fine. And if you've got a special case, send me an email, send me a text, and we can figure it out from there. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's an important thing. What, what You know, if you want to be located as close to the center as you can. Just keep in mind that if you show up early Wednesday morning, we might have to move you until Justin gets all the distances marked out for everything. But if you're more of a, you know, mid to the right side, mid to the left side flight line guy, that it won't be an issue to show up um, and and get all set up and not have to move or anything. So, okay, now we know when we can show up. We know when it starts, but let's actually talk. I want to take a minute to talk about the location. Like for those who haven't been there, what, I mean, let's, let's try and paint the picture um, of the, of the actual location of the event. We are, we are out. This is a farm, a big ass farm.
1: Ediger Farms. Ettinger Farms.
0: That's right and what they have basically done is taken a is it barley? Is it usually barley?
1: You know, it swaps out. It's barley, there's alfalfa, there's corn on the backside. So it, it rotates, but that's the general crop. Yep.
0: There's a there's a road that comes into this and off the north side. So this is a northern facing flight line. They give us that whole entire field. Now this is after harvest. It's chopped way, way down. Um, you can kind of see if you, you check out our face, um, our YouTube channel and then our Vimeo channel or stuff or, or search. Kyle stacy has got an incredible video, a flight video that he took last year there. You can kind of get an idea that you can just see real short nibblings of the crops. So kind of the cool part for the, I mean, all things considered,
1: we have plenty of room We don't. We're not six thousand feet of North (laughs) Flight Line. Is that enough?
0: That's I. It it was enough because let me tell you. You know what's cool about it is, and we'll we'll get to this. But when you're out there with an with the lights on at night, you can. It's just like a never. end the lights go out (laughs) so far because there's just like they don't hit anything. They don't hit anything.
1: Nothing. It's completely flat.
0: Yes. You feel like you're really out in the middle of nowhere. And I love that feeling. I, I just love that feeling. There is no constriction when it comes to this. Yep. So what's nice is that when we set up the flying stations for those guys that are like, man, I don't know. Every time I go to a fun fly, I get really nervous because I'm flying in a buck. Don't worry about it. There's plenty of room. Plenty, plenty, plenty of room.
1: Oh, yeah, we set up, I think I set up eight stations, eight formal stations. It doesn't mean that you couldn't go and fly elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But eight formal stations last year, and they were spaced out by like 250 to 300 feet. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've basically got a good part of a football field uh, in between you and the next major flight station.
0: It's nuts, and it just it allows people to get plenty of flights. You're not waiting, you're not feeling cramped. Um, I, I, I don't know. We just we really love the location. So yeah, it's it's a one road in. This is what I would call kind of a your your typical flight you you flight line. You back right up uh, with your RV, motorhome, car, whatever. All the pop ups, your ten by ten pop ups are all in one line. Going all the way down the flight line.
1: Yep. Um, now and, the, and oh. you know, the other thing is that last year we had a south line. And it looks like we're shaping up to get the same south line. So what that'll get you is pretty much a carbon copy of the north. Maybe a little bit shorter because some of the fields on the south side are corn. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, you to be safe, we've got to fly a minimum distance off the main road that you were talking about, Nick. And people don't want to fly out in the middle of the corn. It doesn't work very well, especially for small helis. But still, um, when there aren't events going on on the south side, and we'll get to the events in a few minutes, that's additional flight area for people who want to, if you just want to hover, if you're afraid to get out there at center stage and show people what you got, plenty of room.
0: Yeah, and they're really, the farm is really accommodating. They actually, um, you know, Justin. Last year, they came out and just said, "Hey, you know, uh, how far out do you guys want us to, and we'll mow it down even lower, you know, for yep. you." So it it worked out. I didn't see, I didn't see any issues. I had no issues taking off, landing, or, or anything like that. So it was pretty cool. And then we do our our center stage type setup is kind of different. I haven't seen this at any other fun flies we kind of took the, I don't know, we've, we've been fortunate to travel around with the podcast, you know, go to Urcha, go to OHB, uh, Snohomish, Othello, this, and we kind of came up with something that that we really like. Something that's fun is that central area for everyone to, to come together, you know, uh, especially hanging out at night. So what we did is, Where the flight line comes up, rather than just have, you know, our trailer like right in the middle, we kind of created a a big half circle that set back off the flight line a little bit. Um, I don't know. What do you say, Justin? Like uh, 30 feet? Or something like that. Uh,
1: it's probably it's probably about thirty or forty feet back behind where like you would put your pop up tent. Yeah, like the edge of the pits. Yep. So and we so just... it creates kind of like like you said, Nick, like a semicircle. Um, and and if you picture it, you know, you're standing in the middle of that semicircle. You look back south, and you got Nick's trailer open for business, pretty much twenty four seven. Uh, and then you look north. And you've got center stage. Yeah. And then everything around you are vendors and other people that are are in the area. Yeah. It worked out really, really well. And we will get,
0: here's another thing. I'm going to kind of bounce ahead. We'll talk about the night flying, but, but this is something that we picked. And I got to give Bert credit for this because we saw this and it was just awesome. So what we do at night. Now, now we'll get to the night flying in a second. We have our lights out on, you know, for flying at night. But we uh, go ahead and rent an extra one of the big floodlights, and we actually set that up behind our trailer, crank it up way up high, and point it down, um, like a stadium light, kind of right down on that center area. Now, what that does. And we saw this at OHB. And, and what was really cool is that I don't know if you've been to a, you know, your typical fun fly. If you want to stay up at night, and I'm talking about like West Coast fun flies, sorry, East Coast guys, but th- this is just how we do it over here. <laughs> if you want to stay up at night and BS and wrench and stuff, you, you really have to have your own source of light under your pop up. And it's just kind of one more thing to bring. What and you you just feel like you're constantly walking around with a headlamp or something like that, especially if you're the only one up well this this light really spreads out in a massive kind of flood pattern, and what it does it it gives you light. I mean, I'm talking like hundred feet down the left side, hundred feet down the right side, if not slightly more. You can stay up and and wrench and ha- it's almost, I don't know, how do you put it, Justin? How do, you, how well, do I it, explain it, it? It
1: looks like you're in a sports stadium at night. I mean, yeah, we were up, even when most people went to sleep, we were up at three, four in the morning, wrenching, flying, just, I mean, it, it was awesome. I feel, it feel really like it- really does create a a nice little area there, like you said, in the center and off to each side where- the fun doesn't have to stop, and you don't have to be bothered by oh man, you know I got to go out into the dark or whatever. You can set up your uh, your uh, stoves or you know your little what are those things called fire pits? That's yeah what the little going for
0: the little propane. Uh, yeah. which we should mention, um, like the propane fire pits only, please. This is their this is their property. We don't want to do. We don't want to do like actual wood fire pits yeah, or anything a very good like that. Point. But the propane uh, ones are more than welcome. We've had ours, and it's just awesome. So yeah, you know, you, you can actually have a place to stand if you fly into the fun fly. And it's like, man, I'm I'm only bringing my helis, you know, and I'm staying. Well, now you've got a place to to congregate in the middle, hang up. Uh, I mean, we kept the trailer doors open. Well, I mean, we were the last almost every single night and uh, we had a blast doing it an absolute blast yep so okay so now that we've kind of painted the picture of um you know kind of what the fun fly looks like a little bit this was uh this was an issue last year how do we find it and it's kind of difficult because guess what Farm fields don't have addresses, oddly enough <laughs> oh, so boy. Justin, you came up with a good solution. What was that?
1: yeah, so well, first of all, so that people have a feel for things on a map we're we're in a farming community called Dayton, Oregon, okay? It's about thirty to forty minutes south of Portland, depending on the traffic and you know we talked about this a couple of years ago when we were searching this out. We chose that because we wanted to be near one of the two major cities in the Pacific Northwest that are also vacation destinations. You know, Snohomish is up there uh, in close proximity to Seattle. Uh, We had some connections down here through Ken and a couple of the other guys uh, in the Brooks area. And we said, you know what? Portland is a really awesome vacation destination. It tends to be a little bit cheaper to fly into than Seattle on average, especially if you're coming from the other side of the country. And so it works out perfect. But as we mentioned, it's in the middle of a farm field. So before, so last year we tried the address, and that resulted in a lot of people going to the wrong place. The neighbors. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, the neighbors. (laughs) We had a couple of people roll up on the neighbors, They weren't very Um, happy. They were not happy. The bleachers company may or may not have had a firearm pulled on them. (laughs) Uh, So what what did we do to fix that? We have precise GPS coordinates. And this time I'm going to work with uh, Brother George, who does vinyl sign printing. Mm -hmm. And he is going to help us put together signs that are actually visible from the road. Ah, there because, we go. See, here's the deal. I had signs up last year. I don't know why people didn't see them, but uh, it, they didn't help. And so we're going to go with larger signs this time. So GPS coordinates, um, they're on the flyer that Nick put out a couple of weeks back on the website. Uh, if you go to the main page, you can click on the FunFly website, which will take you to the GPS coordinates there. Uh if you want, you can try to find it uh, on Google Maps without the GPS coordinates, but it's pretty tricky. So yeah. just copy them down, dump them into your phone or your your whatever, GPS, and you're good to go.
0: Yep, yep. So that kind of, it, it'll be a lot easier. I mean, it it's really is an easy place to find. It's just kind
1: of like at first it, when you're showing up early. Yeah. It's like, hmm, which field? but if you're not the first person to show up and you come in let's say you come in like halfway through Thursday or even Friday you'll know yeah you'll, you'll know you'll see it
0: heck yeah cool okay so moving on from that let's talk about um as far as vendors who's going to be there now we have uh, for those of their for those of you who were there last year this is very apparent For those of you who are coming for the first year, you're going to learn this. And for those of you who just heard about it, this is what you have heard. Our fun flight is centered around the pilots. It is not centered around the vendors. We completely understand and respect that other people and their fun flies have done it differently. Um, You know, some of the other fun flies you show up to get to see all the vendors there and everything and buy all this stuff and, you know, The demos and and that whole thing. It's very product oriented. Ours is not. We chose to do it that way and it will always be that way. We understand that it is extremely unprofitable doing it like that. But keeping in the efforts of the way that we do everything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, when have we ever been in it for the money? We are consistently
0: (laughs) horrible businessmen, and we like it this way. So it's not. This is really about the pilots. So when it comes to vendors, now we always have uh, Ken from Lower Heli. He's local to the area. He always shows up and has provided incredible service. He has expanded a tremendous amount with all the stuff that he's carrying. He's now carrying MSH. We saw Mikado stuff in there. Um, you know, not not to mention Align, Sab, and so forth. But all we don't charge, like, a vendor fee for those guys like some fun flies do. So everyone is welcome to show up. It's just that we're not, we encourage the vendors when we, you know, write the email or invite someone. We want them to show up for the purpose of helping the pilots. You know, like uh, last year, Alex from MSH was there. Now, he didn't bring some big, huge wall of helis and all the parts on the board and everything like that. You know what he did? He sat there and he showed up and he helped people and answered questions all weekend long. That's what we encourage people to do. Uh, uh, BD was there. Um. Yep, Demon Arrow. Demon Arrow, yeah. And it, it's like that's what we want out of the vendors. We want this to be an opportunity for you guys to show up and to actually get access to all these people that are usually just bombed and too busy and running around because they're trying to find bags or parts or this and that. And if you've been to Urcha, you know that that's how it is. They're there on business. They're working. So it's busy, 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 work, work, work. We don't want that. We just want you guys to be able to sit back, shoot the shit, you know, ask questions, that sort of a thing. So if um, uh, all you team pilots who are listening or any vendors who are listening, please, you are welcome to come. We do lay everyone out that wants to do that in that semicircle area to try and just keep them all central so that people don't have to walk all over the place. Yeah, uh, the,
1: it, gives, it gives people easy access to all of the vendors, right? Yeah. And, and that's what makes sense. It it helps a lot. So
0: we don't have to worry about, like, don't, you know, if, if you're a smaller shop or something, um, you don't have to worry about bringing these big, huge tents and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, we're there to fly and to laugh and to have fun, not to see, it, it's not a big Hecker swinging contest.
1: that sort of a deal. Let's put it this way. If you're coming to see all of the new great products and stuff, don't. (laughs) You will be be very disappointed. The only products you're going to be seeing are the ones that all of the regular Joe pilots and maybe some bigger names are going to be flying just to go out and have fun.
0: Yep. That's right. So I just wanted to get that vendor situation. Now... I guess, including vendors, let's talk food, Justin.
1: Oh, my favorite. I know. Oh, okay. Everyone's heard about it uh, at this point. Larry and Jamie, uh, husband and wife couple, at Outlaw Grill out of Portland, came last year. Uh, they have basically fallen in love with the whole Pacific Northwest heli scene And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, with the exception of Othello, they have been at every fun fly since ours last year uh, in the Pacific Northwest area. And so they're coming back again. They are super excited. Uh, They have, as I mentioned, uh, after Snohomish, they've kicked it up a couple of notches. And so I think we're going to see more capability, more capacity out of them. Uh, it's going to be great. So, so let me, let me paint the picture a little bit, Nick, you went over sort of the half circle shaped center stage, right? Yep. And in the center at the bottom of that half circle, we've got your trailer Mm -hmm. and right behind that trailer. We've got one of the large construction lights that light up the whole main center stage at night and right behind that, uh, and directly adjacent to the main road, we have Outlaw Grill. And so they're gonna set up a couple of 10x10s. Basically, I think it's like a it's like a 20 by 10 or a 20 by 20 area. And uh, they make all sorts of great stuff. All of the regular I'd call it like a food truck fare. So Philly cheesesteaks are amazing. They can do burgers, hot dogs, fried chicken wings, that kind of a thing. But then they get a little bit more crazy. Um, They will bring in local food. And in fact, last year, the Edigers, the family who allow us to use their farm for this, brought some of their food that they just harvested from the crops, gave it to Larry and Jamie, and then they cooked it fresh right there. Yeah. So we've got, you know, um, for breakfast, they'll do scrambled eggs, omelets, uh, hash browns, um Biscuits and gravy, pancakes, and then lunch, your standard uh, standard food truck fare there. Dinner, depending on what people want or request, they can do like a whole meal where you go and buy, uh, you know, like a half chicken or something like that. Or as you get into late night, they'll start getting even crazier and they'll do uh, made-to-order fried stuff, so fried chips uh, French fries, curly fries, sweet potato fries. Dan and I talked about the uh, the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> that they did. If you want something fried, bring it and they will hook you up. They've always got free coffee uh, at night. They've always got complimentary booze if you're interested. As long as you don't fly afterwards, put the transmitter down pick up the cup no problem um and they're just a really good group of people uh they they're they're our kind of guys right I mean they like just just hang out and have fun with the rest of us
0: yep it's it's an experience I mean that's the only thing that I can say it's you have to experience it and it's nice because they really do they stay there the whole time so this isn't uh, like, you know, a food truck that just comes at certain times and then leaves. And they're constantly going, you know, they're, they'll send one of them back into town to run and resupply and do. Uh, so half the time I think they're winging it, but that's what's kind
1: of cool. And yeah. they're
0: always coming up with new and creative stuff. So,
1: you know, hey. The all-you-can-eat buffet, you remember the, that one? <laughs> the, yeah, they it, had Wasn't the, it? It was like 12 bucks. All-you-can-eat bacon-wrapped filet mignon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the midnight. I swear they do this. Like, they got us figured out, right? So it's about midnight. Um, you know, we're we're in the middle of night flying. Those who are not flying are definitely not flying at that point.
1: Yeah, Those, there's a reason why yeah, they're not flying. I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got the hot apple pie out, and uh, we're laughing, having a good time. And it just kind of slows down a little bit for them, so they go and, like, throw one thing on the grill. And they just sit there, kind of let it simmer, and then all of a sudden it's like...
1: It's just a wave what, of drunk what is people. That? <laughs> and then they just sit here like,
0: come to daddy.
1: <laughs> or they do, like, they had dessert, strawberry shortcake. Just, oh, man.
0: it's uh, it's uh It's awesome. So... Yes, you can get food there all day.
1: I'm not even going to remotely tell you that it's the healthiest, but damn it, it's great. Just bring cash. Don't I mean, here's the nice thing, guys, right? Especially for the people flying in. You don't have to worry about going to the store and stocking up for four-day weekend of food. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine, and there are a number of people that will go back to their their area and do their little grilling and stuff like that. And certainly come prepared because it's going to be warm. You know, bring bring some water bottles or that sort of thing, snacks. But for main courses, man, don't. I, I mean, unless you're a health nut, which at which point, yeah, if you don't bring it, it's not going to be there. I'll t- it's like an island. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. <laughs> if you're not a health nut, though, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So food is dialed. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's talk about, okay, a, where's the best place to fly into? And then also where, where's the best place to stay for those who want to, uh, to travel to the
1: location. So I'd say the best place to fly into obviously is Portland. As I mentioned a little bit ago, it's about a 30 to 45 minute drive South from Portland to the fun fly. And you know, those those times varied considerably. Uh, there can be traffic in the Portland area. Probably the only place worse for traffic that I've experienced is Seattle. So uh, feel lucky that you're not flying in there. That said, you could fly into Seattle if you wanted. Uh, for those people who might be coming, say, with your family, you know, we we talk about how OHB is a great destination is you fly into Orlando and you either extend your trip on the front end before the fun fly or on the back end after you bring your family. They endure your, you know, your heli nirvana for a couple of days. And then you go off to, uh, Universal Studios or Disney World. Same thing on this side, except it's Pacific Northwesty stuff. So if you wanted to fly into Seattle, uh, so that you can do a vacation with the family afterwards, uh, perfectly fine. It's about a three, three and a half hour drive south from Seattle through, I will say, some very, very beautiful scenery. You're going to pass Mount Rainier. You're going to pass Mount St. Helens, Mount Hood. All of that stuff is able to be seen. Uh, If you're not doing Seattle, you fly into Portland and then the uh, Portland in and of itself is a vacation destination. But if you're not into the big city, hipster sort of deal, which is, that's Portland, Uh, then you can go about 30 or so minutes west and you hit the Pacific Coast. Now Uh. you're on Highway 101. There are just towns all up and down the Oregon coast, and it is beautiful. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about the vacations I've gone on uh, with my family. Even just as recently as April, we did the Oregon Coast drive. It's amazing
0: that I, I can tell you guys. I have been all up and down, so I haven't traveled the east a lot, but I've been all up, you know, through Idaho and and all that, all the way down New Mexico and and all the whole kind of west side of the United States. Highway one hundred one is the stuff that dreams are made of. Yeah, I mean, I'm is. not, I I cannot even exaggerate it. I've done that all the way from. United, uh, um, from the Canadian border, Canadian U S border to Mexico. I've done that twice on motorcycles and I've done sections of it half a dozen other times going down through the redwoods. You cannot beat it for roads on the West side of the United States. I'd even put it out there as like possibly even the best in the U S. So just if you're looking for family stuff and you're tired of like the big theme park sort of deal, Just think about it, consider it, rent a car, go to the fun, fly, rent a car, bomb down the West Coast, and then, you know, get down into, get down into like Sacramento and fly back out of Sacramento home. Take a rental car from Portland down to Sacramento or whatever. It's, it is worth it. Definitely, definitely worth it. Okay. See, now you got me all excited. I know.
1: I know. I know. We should, we should move on to once you get there where do you stay?
0: Yes, let's talk about that cuz there's there you've
1: got options. You do, absolutely. And so, okay, I'm a little biased. My personal opinion is you stay at the field. However, if you're flying in and that doesn't make sense, right? Or, you know, b- before I go into where you stay and we'll we'll talk about staying at the field flying in. It does work. There are a number of listeners in fact, Michael Ludkey from Puerto Rico, I believe, and Michael, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong here. You flew in and actually had coordinated with a couple of other listeners, Larry and a few other people last year, and you guys went halves on a, like a, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, It's like a, the toe behind thing, Nick, where you, it pops up into a big tent, kind of like a tent trailer. Oh, like a pop-up trailer. Yeah, a pop-up trailer, exactly. So, you know, hey, if you guys do want to have the full experience and stay at the field, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's, it is easily 30% of the experience, if not more, mm-hmm. uh, then think about that. Post on the Facebook wall, post on Helifreak, and see if you can get in contact with some like-minded listeners who want to go, you know, go in on a, a field solution. But if that does not tickle your fancy, then... There are two main towns or cities that you can stay in. Both Ooh, I'm are... gonna interrupt
0: real quick. Yep. Because I ahead. have heard I've heard from two other separate people. I don't have the information on where, but I also know there's a group of guys coming from over east a little bit. They have found a company that is delivering a motorhome for them. Like my motorhome. Ooh. And they're just, now that it's cool. dropping it off at the location. It's full. It's filled with water. It's ready to go. They they literally just dr- they they come from the airport. They take a rental car. They drive right up. They walk in. It's their home for the weekend. They walk right back out. They don't even have to
1: drop it off. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Those listeners need to send me an email because <laughs> I want to do that. Justin's like, ooh, pick me. Ooh, pick me. <laughs> okay, good. No, that was that was a good aside. I like that. Uh, so, But again, if you don't want to stay at the field, you want to do the hotel thing. The two towns in the area are McMinnville to the northwest or Salem to the southeast. Now, I've been to both. Uh they're both great little towns. They both have sort of different flavors to them. Salem, I would call it more of a mid sized, more of a modern town. It's got all of your typical amenities, the Starbucks is on every corner. Uh, you know, it got it's got Home Depot, it's got Lowe's, it's got Walmart, you know, all of the major restaurants like uh Olive Garden and that sort of a thing. Uh tons of different hotels. Mac- McMinnville's a little smaller. It still has similar amenities, um, but it it's just got a little bit more different of a feel. I mean, and maybe it's just me, but it's kind of a little bit more farmy, countryish. And what's nice about McMinnville, while Salem is more towards the interior of uh, of Oregon, McMinnville's only about twenty to forty minutes, depending on how you get there, away from the coast. And it happens to have an amazing vacation destination, which is the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what does it have in there for you aircraft buffs? Ready? The Spruce Goose. (laughs) Oh, that's right. No joke, dude. It has the Hughes H4 Hercules Spruce Goose. So if you're into that sort of a thing, Bill, I know you're out there, dude. You gotta come to the fun fly, stay in McMinnville, and then when the fun fly's over, go and do the Air and Space Museum. Both towns, regardless of which one you choose, are right around fifteen to twenty minutes away from the field. So not too bad. And it's driving on big, wide open country roads. So one especially in Salem, once you get out of sort of the city limits it's pretty smooth going. You don't have to worry about getting stuck in too much traffic.
0: Awesome, love it. Okay, moving on down our list. Let's see. What is next? Uh, so we're there. We've got that. Uh, okay. First, I want to bring up. We've had some people ask about. Hey, are we doing? Um, is the Pacific Northwest 3D trials going on there again? Uh Sean Hempel was the one who put that on event last year. I personally thought that it was a huge success. I think it went very well. Everyone was real happy with it. Unfortunately, that is not that's not our deal. That we were just basically kind of hosting that for him to do, You're letting him do it at the same time as the fun fly. He's not going to do it again this year. He dabbled in full scale and it caught his attention. Um, he's saying that the event's definitely not canceled permanently or anything. Uh, he's just, you know how it is. If you're going to put in something like that, you want to be 110% into it. It's a tremendous amount of work. And so it was kind of his decision to hold off on that for now. So that will not be there. Uh, Justin, we are definitely having a speed cup and. Oh yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. How many people entered our Speed Cup last year, and how has that been in attendance comparison to other Speed
1: Cups? We had, I believe, 39? I was going to say eight or nine. I couldn't remember. eight or 39. How about we'll call it this? High 30s. High 30s. Damn near half the fun fly (laughs) did the Speed Cup last year. That's the most attendance I think any Speed Cup has ever had in the entire world. Um, And I can say that pretty confidently nowadays because I know about most of them. Yeah. And they're usually only about, you know, 10 to 20 people. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's really exciting to see that. Again, this kind of, and, you know, we'll get into the other events too, but I'll start with the Speed Cup, Nick. It embodies what our event is about, right? Yep. What RCHN, the fun fly, RCHN4 and all the, you know, all the others uh, is about is you, the pilot, and getting you to the event, having as much fun as you can have, uh, and, and getting, getting to experience new stuff in a low-pressure environment. What that means is we've got all sorts of events and competitions. We want you to compete in them. It doesn't make a difference whether you're the best or you're the worst. Let's get you out there and get the experience because you never know. And it, it is always the case. I hear it all the time. I heard it at the Urchus Speed Cup. We heard it last year. I'm sure we'll hear it again this year. One person goes out there. They're like, "Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'll give it a try. They go and try it. They're hooked. Yeah. We just got a new speed flyer. Right? Yep. So uh, it's, it's going to be just like last year uh, RCHN4 Speed Cup. It will be on the MHSFA rules. So it'll be officially officiated mm-hmm. by MISFA. Uh, MISFA. And uh, again, we'll do a little clinic a day or two before, make sure that everyone understands what's going on. That's um, the key.
0: I got to tell you right there, to me, that's what makes the difference. And I think that's why we had such an incredible attendance to the to our Speed Cup is that Justin took the time the day before to go out there and talk speed, to let everyone know that hadn't done it before. Okay, here's what you can do while you're here. Here's what you're really going to be wasting your time if you don't do. And kind of what to expect, direction on tuning. And I got to tell you, Justin, that, I mean... That right there made the difference of a world for the majority of the people that signed up. So if you, you know, you got a model and you're like, man, I don't even kind of know where to start. I mean, yes, we have a tech tip up for it. We've had episodes up for it, but here's a good opportunity for you to show up and actually get some one on, you know, some hands on training and discussion with Justin.
1: Yeah, and we'll take you up to the flight line and do practice flights with you. Yeah. So come come ready to go, you know, Uh, and and so, okay. so that's I'll say that's probably one of the more structured competitive events. There are rules. We got to play by those rules because of safety and all of that. Uh, um, And it's not to say that we don't on the others, but the other ones I would characterize as just plain laugh out loud fun. Right. We've got first and foremost. The bottle knock. Dude, the equalizer, that, the great equalizer, right? You can go out there and be able to throw down or only hover. It doesn't make a difference um, unless you're Kyle doll. And then you can do it while constantly pirouetting from tail end <laughs> to nose in Dude. around the circle. Screw you, Kyle. Yes, screw you. Kyle. Um, <laughs> but if you're not Kyle doll. Then uh, it is the great equalizer and dude, it is just it's one of those ones where that typically does bring in more than half of the attendees to the fun fly. So we'll have, you know, 40, 50 people out there. Everyone's in a big circle around the main flight box and just laughing their asses off. You get to see all sorts of crazy shit that people try to do. Some people try to hit it with a tail. Some people try to hit it with the skids. Some people try to like uh, a pitch pitch pump it to death. Yes. You know, they'll get up high and they'll pump it and then pop it. And then the air is supposed to knock over the bottle. It's worked before. Uh, Even even still, there was a guy last year that tied a car floor mat to the bottom (laughs) of his heli in an attempt to sweep the bottles away. Didn't work. Didn't work. If you can come up with it, you can give it a try. Uh, so, you know, if there's one event that you compete in all weekend, do the bottle knock. It is just a freaking blast.
0: And if you're intimidated by that, uh, you know, and we understand it really is. It's just a lot of fun. If you can hover, you can do it. Uh, but we also have it. What started as the 60 second hover. And then because so, so many freaking people did it, we turned it to the 30 second hover.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Right. So 60 second hover or whatever, however many seconds you want to do it. We, we will probably do 30 again. You're right, Nick, is basically where uh, you you start a timer the second the skids come off the ground. Then you have to hover there over this little circle that gets spray painted on the ground while counting in your head up to that time limit. And so, in the case of thirty seconds, you count up to thirty, and then you've got to land when you think you've gotten closest to thirty, without going over.
0: That's the key.
1: Without going over. This price is like Price is Right.
0: This is like the Price is Right, yeah. bitch.
1: <laughs> and uh, and it it's a uh, man. There are some people that get close. Last year, I think the the winner was twenty nine point seven. Yeah. Or 29.4. And then to be quite honest, there were people that you
0: almost like at about 50 seconds, you're just like, bro, you can. OK, land dude, out. you're done. Like, yeah, it's OK. Just, it's,
1: it's okay what? what did I go? Hey, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> props for for participation, but uh, move on to the next one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, we also do um, we do a spot auto rotation contest as well. Uh, we've done that every year. We've had great luck with it. Um, you know, n- nothing super fancy there. You just pick pick the point that you want to call on your heli, so front left skid, front right, or whatever, and we measure off the center distance and uh it, it's been great. We've talked and about You
1: du- try to beat Dan Chen. You try to or, beat Dan or Bill.
0: Yeah, or Bill or you know who's Or that? Rob Rob is Dude, Rob. I know. He's a he's like that sneaky guy that comes in and wins a lot of stuff every year. Yep. So those are the ones that we commit to for sure. We've talked about other ones. It just kind of depends. We leave it open. Uh, You know, one thing we wanted to focus on this year uh, a little more than past, I know me personally, uh, we've got an amazing listener, uh, a a friend of ours, and an all-around awesome guy named Mark who is going to be leading doing the video trailer this year. Now, for me, that is a burden lifted off my shoulders. I can do it. I'm not a huge fan. It's something that I've done out of necessity, not out of love. And so he's going to run with that. That's just going to give me personally and kind of ease up on a little bit of everything an opportunity to be out involved with the rest of the pilots more. Um, I, This isn't really an event, but it's something that I did last year that... Uh, was just like in my face. Wow, popular was the buddy boxing thing. You know, I am a V control guy. Kyle Stacy was there last year. Kyle Dahl. We have Jesse. Um, and so, what I did is I put up my helis, my Goblin seven hundred. I had my three blade going and my five seventy. And I just said, "Hey, anybody who wants to come fly one, you know, we'll just do it. We'll put you up on the buddy box." um, SAB was all about it. They gave it the big thumbs up and, you know, um, thanks again to them and, and Mikado USA for helping us out with it, but it was great. It gave people an opportunity to, to talk tuning, to, to feel what something, you know, I, cause I can sit there and make it do something weird, you know, to, to show you, oh, wow. Okay. That's what you mean when you're talking about this. Or, you know, it's a great opportunity for those of you who fly out in the middle of nowhere with no one else and you just want to know what another properly tuned heli feels like. Well, here's your opportunity. So it was hugely successful. I love doing it. I'm very comfortable buddy boxing. We even had Kyle Dahl out there buddy boxing, Kyle Stacy out there buddy boxing. Oh, yeah,
1: you got to do it. You there were some
0: really happy guys. I mean, who... Name me another fun fly where you get to show up and get that opportunity, and and that again goes right back to what we were talking about. It's all about you guys that show up. So I think we're going to be doing that um, a lot more this year, and and I might, you know, I might do some small tuning discussions. It's just kind of you know what the what the crowd demands or wants, should I say? Yep. Cool. So how much is it? Show up, Justin.
1: It is $35 to register. Um, you can pre register if you'd like on rcflightdeck.com. So go to www.rcflightdeck.com, go to our website, and there's a link to Flight Deck or the event posting that we have up on the Facebook wall. All of those will take you there. Um, or you can just go to the website and search RC Heli Nation Fun Fly. Uh, It'll pop up. You register. Uh, If you pre-register on Flight Deck, you'll be put in a specific drawing for a prize only for those people that pre-registered. If you don't and you want to register on site, that's perfectly fine, too. No extra prize drawing for you, but that's not a problem. The... uh, the one thing that goes along with the registration, as this is an AMA sanctioned event, you have to have a current and valid AMA membership or equivalent. Uh for those of you guys coming from Canada, MAAC works perfectly fine as Larry knows. Uh so when you do sign in, just put your Mac number instead of your AMA, and that's perfectly fine. Uh and then after that, you're you're good to go. That thirty-five dollars covers everything. It covers your uh, being able to fly. It covers your camping, whether or not you choose to do it. Uh, it covers your entry into any and all of the events and competitions that we have. You do not have to pay extra. Yep. That will also get you a single ticket for the prize table raffle, which mm-hmm. is a standard pilots raffle. And when and if you choose to participate in any of the competitions, uh, and each of them are a little bit different, but they all eventually come with a prize or prizes for those people who win uh, and or uh, additional prize drawings, as is the case with the night flight uh, competition.
0: Sweet. Well, you mentioned it. So I'll take a minute to talk about it. Night flying.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what we do is we bring in the large construction lights that are becoming the norm here in the Northwest amongst a lot of other places. Um, we have a two. We did, did we do two or three on the flight line?
1: We did two on the North flight line. And then the third one, like you had mentioned, is behind the trailer to get sort of the front and center all lit yep. up
0: and that that seemed to give us uh two i mean we had two flight stations going uh, quite a bit um and you know then dwindled down to one as as people <laughs> finally gave up and either crashed everything they had and went to bed or just decided okay now it's time to start into the adult beverages but uh it's a great time what we also did was um and you guys might have heard about a, a night raffle. So here's how we did it. We did it on an honor system, and I think we're going to do it again this year because it was just a tremendous success. Every time you do a flight, you walk up to the our trailer, and you get a ticket or the registration, one of the two, and you get a ticket every single flight. So the more flights you do at night, the more tickets you get. You could seriously walk out of there that night with 20 free tickets. And these are free. You don't have to pay anything to do this. It's one ticket per flight.
1: Each night, by
0: the way. Yes, each night. And then um, what that does, that puts you in for a totally separate raffle. Like completely separate from everything else. Now, do you remember what we gave away last year?
1: Uh, you know, I am really struggling and I feel terrible about that. I don't remember. I know the year before it was a Goblin 500 kit. Yep. Um. I, oh, you know what I think it was this last year? It was an iCharger 4010 Duo.
0: Yes. Yep, I believe that you yep. are right. So not small prizes. And uh, it, it just turned out great. We had people out there doing like, oh, man, they were doing like 180, you know, Blade 180 flights. We're like, hey, it's legit. I don't care. It, you know, just do a flight, come back up, get a ticket. Even if you're hovering. Even if you're the hovering. The
1: point is to get you outside your comfort zone a little bit and get you to experience something new. Absolutely. And if you haven't flown it's a, uh,
0: at night under the lights, it's a great opportunity to do so. And you know what? Everyone's so cool. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, here's the deal. I want to go fly. Um, I'm a little nervous about it grab one of us. We'll walk out there with you. We'll help you. I mean, it's not just don't be intimidated, please just fly. Yep. So Justin, you had mentioned pre-registration and I don't I'm sorry, I was going through the notes. Did you mention when
1: it closes? No, I didn't. And that's a good point. So pre-registration has been open is currently open and will be open until midnight on The Well, actually, I'm sorry, 1159 p.m. on September 13th, Tuesday, September 13th. So basically, when I leave my house to drive down there late Tuesday night, pre-registration closes. That way, the following day, I can get all those names in a list printed out, and we're ready to go first thing Thursday morning. And if you did pre-register, when you do finally get to the event, just come to the registration tent. Tell me that you pre-registered. Give me your AMA or your MAC, so I know your name, and I will look you up on the list and check you off and give you a uh, a pre-reg ticket for the raffle. Awesome,
0: cool, man! I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's gonna be the uh, I cannot wait. Dude. It's gonna be the fun fly of the
1: year. You know, Kelly with- Woodstock. Four days it, that is of the, helly debauchery.
0: That is the best That is the best description that I've heard of it because we've
1: had... I mean, you may even see a couple of hippies <laughs> dancing <laughs> around half naked in a mud pit. It may be. I'll tell you what. It's yeah. Anything's possible.
0: <laughs> it really is the best way to put it, though. It's just fun. It's just casual. It's fun. It's come out. Have a good time. Enjoy the weekend. And, uh, you know, we had, like I mentioned before, Kyle Stacy was there last year. Kyle Dahl was there. Uh, Brian Langston came and, and was a judge over at the Pacific Northwest 3D Trials. So he hung out for the whole weekend. Uh, Alex um, from MSH USA, he was there. The BD guys were there, I think. I, I don't know if those guys are coming again. Well, I know that. Cause Stacy's coming. Pretty sure that Stacy's coming. coming.
1: Yep. We think doll Bert and Susie are, are thinking about it. It's a, you know, it's tough for them with the big business thing going on, but that's possible. Yep. Brian Langston will be there again.
0: So, you know, we're, we, we were kind of torn. It's like, do we talk about, do we pin these people down? But you know, it's not what it's about. It's always a good show. I can assure you of that. And it's going to be one of those. They'll just be there.
1: Who's there? So. And they'll hang out just like the rest of the guys. Oh, yeah. It's not a it's not a crazy high profile. And now the noontime demo. Yeah. Kyle Stacy. No. No. Kyle will fly when Kyle wants to fly. Yep. And if he doesn't feel like flying, he's going to sit in the trailer and talk to people.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't, uh, you know, don't show up for that. Uh, but I'm not going to say those people won't be there. How about that?
1: And 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 speaking of a good show, which the Fun Fly is, we forgot to mention one of the the one of the big features, which is oh, yeah, us the live show. Yeah, we kind <laughs> of so do so we kind of sort of do a live show. Saturday night. Usually, it's Saturday night, right around dusk, so that we can start getting the uh, the night flying soundtrack in the background. Yeah, and people can show up right in that little semicircle, front and center, hang out in front of the in front of the trailer and listen, laugh, you know, have a good time. Maybe even get called up in front of the mic, get you on the air a little bit. It's it's
0: good stuff. It's what we live for, man. We love it. Love it. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and bomb out of here. Our quick, my idea of a quick 20 minute. Right. Yeah. Once again, has Oops. gone completely out the window. But uh, so, yes. Don't worry.
1: It's only 11 p.m. Sunday night. We can get the edit done. Yes. Well, I'm on it.
0: <laughs> I'm on it right now. But um, yeah, so next week, uh show will be completely. Back to normal. Thank you very much for listening to this. I know it's kind of out of our normal format and our normal deal, but it was very important for us to get all of this information out now so that you can start
1: planning. Oh, dude, one more thing I forgot. And, and, you know, I had a number of people at Urcha talk to me about this. If you guys are thinking about coming and you don't know about whether you want to pack your helis on a plane, you've heard my horror stories. Give us a a text or a PM or an email, we will. I mean, we have no problem. We've said it before. We've done it for people before. Give give you our address. You send your package to our house. We will bring it down with us. Yep. Okay, and then your heli is right there.
0: I have. I hate to say this on the air, but I have a trailer. I have room. And you know what, guys? I, <laughs> I, you're more than a couple well. of
1: guys at Urcha were like, hey, dude, between you and Nick, who's the better one to ship something to? And S- I, I first started the conversation with, well, I'm probably going to be renting a tr- never mind. Just send it to Nick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank
0: you. Yes, yeah. I have the trailer. So just just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let me know. We'll make it happen. There's plenty of people that have done it, and it's all worked out great. Cool. Let's get out of here. You want to send us out?
1: Let's do it. Uh, Well, quick emails. Nick, if we wanted to get in touch with you, how would we do that? Uh, You'd send me an email at
0: nick at com or catch me on Facebook at RCHN.
1: If you wanted to get in touch with Dan or Jesse... You would get them at Dan or Jesse at RCHellyNation.com uh, or Jesse on Facebook or Dank Reed on Facebook in the forums. Ken at RCHellyNation for your apparel and membership needs. Questions at RCHeliNation.com if you want to write in an audio question for us to answer on the air. This has been episode number 243 and 15 sixteenths. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. We will see you next week. Falling in 240. All right, 240. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by BK Designs, Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, Superiosity, and MSH USA. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free
0: to send us an email.